0: Rolling, rolling. Hello, welcome to going off track. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Brad.
1: How you uh, doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Did you do yoga today? I did not do yoga. Mm-hmm. I did yoga pretty much every other day this week. Did not so do yoga. Fuck today. it. You need a day off, dude. I slept in. You got. You For know, your yoga muscles, have to grow on your day. They off. do. You actually, it is good to um to not do it every to not work out every day. Yes. Yeah. Because you have to rest your muscles so yeah. they can build. Yeah, and the best way to do that is to. Uh, Eat like a turkey club at like two in the morning. Exactly. Because that kinda helps your muscles absorb the nutrients. And absorb and the, the alcohol. And thing. the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's good. It's yeah, it's a very advanced plan. The yoga alcohol plan? Yes. Um today we have a very amazing podcast. Wouldn't you agree, Brad? I think it's fantastic. Uh I wasn't there again. You weren't there. Who was I by myself for this? I probably was. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was by myself, but I was with the married couple of Justin and Melissa Beck. Uh, I met Melissa, I met both these people separately a long time ago. I met Melissa when she was a cast member on The Real World New Orleans in 2000, 2001 when I was in college and I was interning for the music department there, putting in lots of uh, cool music, by the way. I put in a lot of tristeza, a a lot of cool indie instrumental music if you heard in the real world that was because of me and um, nice. I worked for this awesome dude Dave Stone who's I think is like doing some crazy job now was he like the music supervisor or something he was a music he was a super for the show and now I think he's a super for like a bunch of shows um he was an awesome dude he was cool yeah we would it's a good like, gig it was great um it was really fun but yeah I met Melissa at like an at the drive-in show and I was like hey I'm working on the show and we were into the same music I interviewed her for my zine and flash forward 15 years later, um, she has three kids and she's married to Justin Beck, the guitar player in Glassdraw, um, who I've also known a long time. Uh, so they came in together and it was super funny. Uh Glastra is still active, so you can check them out. And Justin has a huge company he runs called Merch Direct that prints t-shirts for almost every band. Nice. So they're very funny and successful and cool and ridiculous. And uh, I'm going to shut up so you can listen to me talk to you Justin and Melissa Beck. It's going
1: on! <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead, you guys can start right. looking for lip gloss.
0: All right. Um, you guys good? Yeah. All right. What's up? What up, Justin and Melissa?
1: Do I have to Beck. sit like this?
0: No, you can move that. Okay. See what I did? Because I
1: want to sit. Oh.
0: Is this like Justin? Is this similar to your studio setup at home?
2: Sim- similar, but this is like no, way I don't have a warehouse with, with young kids with no jobs running around. You don't? I but, thought you actually did. No. Well, no, I mean young kids, I mean young adults Okay. with no fucking job or real <laughs> real purpose in life, just dicking around pretending to uh, be artists.
1: I you are three so children. judgmental. I have
2: three children who shit their pants. But uh, no. But the space, it's like 20, 20%, the control is like 20% larger than this, and then the live room's probably about this big. It's kinda cool. So you do do you do just your, glass your own stuff there or do you do other bands? No, just just glass drawer. Yeah. Yeah, there's no time or experience or true acumen as a studio person to entertain external parties. I'm not a studio engineer. I'm not gonna pretend to be. Yeah. It's just a, a way to play stuff without pissing off your your spouse, children, or neighbors. Without? <laughs> is it Can you hear it? Is it loud? Well, or
1: the th- amazing thing is it's soundproofed outside. So if you're standing outside our house and he was recording, you wouldn't hear a thing. However, inside is a completely different story. Should I tell them about what you did when I brought you home? Okay, I won't. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. it's loud, but I'm used to it. It's fine. Yeah. Our children sleep through it. It's... It's that's normal to them
0: okay so this is wild cuz i know you guys sort of separately
1: i know it's very weird
0: cuz justin we met we did some weird sushi dinner when i worked at ap do you remember this was that in boston no it was in cleveland i remember getting the tour of the offices yeah you came to the office and then we all went out to this weird sushi dinner like I it was like that. you like larry <laughs> like uh and i think that's when we met and then, like, I think when I was working on Warped Tour, you guys were, like, on the drive through stage or something? Uh, yeah. Probably. All I remember <laughs> was every time I saw you guys, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? And you're like, we're getting seafood. All you guys cared about was seafood. <laughs> that's, 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 that's me.
1: That's still accurate. Is <laughs> that still one.
0: accurate. <laughs> yep. Pesky, pescatarian. Yeah. I get it, man. And we met when I was working for the real, interning for the real world. Yeah. New Orleans.
1: So many moves, like, you're 2000.
0: That was 2000?
1: Mm-hmm. 16 years ago and you were like working with the music guy there.
0: Dave Stone. Yeah.
1: And then I saw you outside of that realm because I never saw you actually in the place. I never saw you in
0: the studio. I think it was like we were outside like an at the drive-in show or something.
1: Yeah and I remember the look of incredulity on your face like well, how the fuck is she here?
0: That is not true.
1: That's true.
0: No because it was like you were like you were the one where they were like oh this girl has like cool taste in music because you wore like a promise ring shirt or something. <laughs> you liked At The
2: Drive-In?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I have, Remember you came to my house in Puerto Rico and I had the cassettes? Don't do this. Don't do me like that. I did.
2: She was at the show. I've
1: always liked At The Drive-In. All right. Cool. There are <laughs> ones I don't like that you listen to, but we don't have to do all that. <laughs> well, but I did like At The Drive-In.
0: But we bonded. I interviewed you for my f- zine.
1: Remember that? Yeah. Oh, my at your, God. That weird
0: apartment you lived at. Or Remember you were like tiny... selling those elephant paintings or something?
1: He said, sewing them. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's how I met Justin Beck.
0: How did you guys meet?
1: So I needed an online store. Okay. Because I don't know if you know about me, but like during that time, I was just making stupid cash like Tiger Levels. From paintings or yeah. from like live I just said Tiger Levels. Tigers broke. Um, no, I need, I, had, I need an online store because every time they would marathon the show. I would get, like, emails, and this was before we had our own, like, fan mail account, so the emails went through Buena Murray and then came to me. Then I had my own little one that I opened up, and people were be like, can I buy that? And I was like, uh, Eureka. So I hooked up with an artist in New Orleans who set me up with, like, getting the prints and all that stuff, and I'm still friends with him, Lionel Milton. Hi, Lionel. And um, I was doing all the distribution myself, so... That weird little creepy apartment I was in. Yeah. I used to sit there and stuff them and package them and then take, right, I had a ledger book and then I would go to the post office twice a day and it would be like an 18 hour day of me just filling orders. And I was like, this is very strange. And then in between that, I would go on auditions. Ew. So then I need an online store and we had a mutual friend and he was like, you know, he really only does music stuff, but maybe you could talk to him I came to Long Island and he had a little tiny office smaller than this and he's like explained it and I said let's do it so I've known him for the what since 2000 2001 yeah. and then he was obsessed with me <laughs> like so in love with me he he <laughs> like, never keeps a straight face he really doesn't say that but that, that really is true he was in love with me and our, our paths just never crossed that way and then one day they did um, well, he asked an inappropriate question. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it worked out. So. It was
0: crazy. Like, I remember... I guess this is when you met Melissa, too. But, like, I remember, like... It was... Real World was such a big deal back then. Because there, like, weren't, like, fucking 9 million reality shows. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, we couldn't really... Like, you couldn't hang out by, like, a window or... like oh, people. No. It was yeah. wild. Like, I couldn't... Anyone from the last... Twelve seasons of real work could be in this building right now. I wouldn't fucking know. No, it was crazy. You go to the mall, be fucking mayhem. It was crazy. Does that still happen? Do people still recognize you from that?
1: It still happens, but not like on that level. Because I'm just like, and when it happens, no, people are just It's more of a
2: subconscious thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are... they don't know what it is. They're like, "Yo, I go to school with you, right?" You Did you make me a cappuccino? That Starbucks? happens to my sister a lot too. Like, I would
1: recognize your sister anywhere, though.
0: I know, but like especially early when she was on SNL, because like sh- you wear so many costumes and like wigs and stuff, people would always be like, "Do it? did we work?" Together? And she it's was like, "Was
2: I at the Canter at your bar mitzvah?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: I get that. Like, um, were you just at such and such Starbucks? Were you this? And I'm like, mm. and after a while, you just say, "Yes,
0: right, that was me, right, one hundred percent."
1: How are you? Like that, and it goes away, but. I also get it weird for my voice over the phone it happens and that's when it's creepy
0: really <clears throat> mm.
1: I, didn't think I, ha- <laughs> I didn't think I had like that distinctive a voice but when I when I hear my own voice I do hear the person that was on Real World not that I'm a different person but you know I'm 17 years older yeah so I, I, it's weird to know your own voice because who knows their voice I know mine right and people know it and it's weird that is weird mm-hmm mm-hmm
2: but <laughs> well, how do people pick up on your voice I don't understand
1: like, I'll call and I'll be like, hi.
2: Yes, because motherfuckers in front of a computer at a call center and they're no. probably Googling your no. shit. No, no, like, <laughs> who's this asshole I'm talking to? And then they tap in, like, oh, that's probably no. what's going on. No, I've
1: had it before where are like, wow, you're, you sound so familiar. I swear to God. I,
0: had, I was at a bar the other day and some dude when I was leaving was like, I listened to your podcast. I recognized it from you talking. See? But that happened once to me in my whole life.
1: It's happened to me. Yeah. A gang you of have times. You have a more distinctive
0: voice, I think
1: justin see the thing about justin beck is that he doesn't <laughs> he like hated the real world really bad and would
2: i never seen it i saw the last thing i saw was when not paco what was it pablo
1: he said paco what
2: was <laughs> it when? oh uh pedro pedro pedro's like put his fingers in the peanut butter. That's right, the last right. thing I remember from that's that That's good. Show. That's all you
1: need to know. You that's don't really all, need to know anymore. That's
2: all I knew. And I was like, this is what I Except
1: mean. for the time that it was on and you saw me and you were like, that fucking girl, holy shit, I have to marry her. Yeah. That did happen. One of his friends told me that really did happen.
2: Yeah.
1: I swear to God. John Florencio told me that.
2: <laughs> He's
0: fucking <laughs> with you. Oh. <laughs> you, but how do you deal with like when you're at the mall or something
2: or people like... I'm a Glastrow fan, like...
1: It's hysterical.
2: It, it doesn't happen that often. No. Dude, motherfucker, dude, we just <laughs> we just toured. Yeah. I could be out front with a Glastrow fucking tattoo on my face. And, like, nobody knows. Again, by design or just because I'm not memorable, nobody fucking knows who the fuck I, I, think, I think
1: you're memorable.
2: Nah. I think so, too. Dude, dude on this last one... We go out, and the whole band will be sitting out there, and dudes will walk up and be like, like, hold the camera. <laughs> be like, Daryl, I love the band. I was like, all right, cool, man. No fucking clue. No Dude, clue. And, uh, and it's
0: always been like that. We played a show, and some guy came up to me, uh, a United Nation show, like, this a couple of years ago in Philly, and some guy was like, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was like, oh, cool. And that's like my writing is like, lyrics on worship and tribute changed my life. <laughs> and I was like... Because Daryl has all this stuff with the United Nations. Yeah. like so, And this kid clearly had no idea what Daryl looked like and just thought I was him. And I just went with it. He's like, can I get a picture with Daryl? I was like, totally, man. Like, I was like, you must have really not be that big of a fan. Oh, no. Like, sounds- if you think I'm Daryl. Oh. No,
1: but to, to piggyback on that, when I first met him to do my online store, I actually liked Glassjaw. I wasn't like a hardcore, crazy, like, obsessed fan because I feel like their fans are super into them, or right. they hate your ass. There's no in between. But I did like Glassjaw, and when I went in there, I didn't connect Glassjaw, Merchant Direct, Justin, Justin Beck. I just thought he was an, another Long Island guy that really liked Glassjaw. And I didn't put it together for, like, years. Yeah. And then, when I put it together, I was like, oh. Because wh- when would you see Glassjaw?
2: Yeah, that's true. And even if you see it, it's in the cut. I'm not... Right. <laughs> like, I'm not that dude. Well, so, as far as, like, merch direct
0: goes, like, were you, it sounds to me like one of those ideas where I'd be like, oh, it'd be really smart if I started a t-shirt company, and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna take a nap, though. Like, how did you actually <laughs> make that, like, a real
2: thing? <laughs> Maybe that's more a reflection of me. Survival tactic?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just, um, I think it was, I guess it was, you get, you know, if you're looking at that Venn diagram of kind of decision making life and what puts you in a path you know coming up in whatever scene you want to call it you kind of by nature do by yourself because you're not you know not given an opportunity but within that you know you know whether it's DIY because you want to do it or because nobody will fuck with you more or less you're indoctrinated with this like work ethic you got to do it yourself and you're doing your own So when the whole signing thing happened, it was always, you know, we always say it was like, wasn't planned. We never aimed for it. And then, you know, when you're looking at the economics, you know, you're going in there kind of like, kind of second guessing, questioning everybody, you know, is it the big bad man or whatnot? And it's one thing you signed on for like the different modules, your pub or your record or whatever it is. And then you see a merch stuff coming through, but at least you, you know, as a young adult, paranoid or not, you at least had some concept of the economics of it because you've already been doing it since you've been 13 whether making them or purchasing whatever it is right. so it was one of those things that when those deals came through it was very like this makes no sense why would we sell something for x and you know just get this small fraction so immediately the first thing was just a survival tactic until a better deal came along and just the deal never came and that was kind of how it started survival so, so do you go in there every day or you, Every day it's 6 30 a.m. Every day. Really like 6 30 p.m. And I hate my life. <laughs> it's 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 rough. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, I just um
1: <laughs> you just looked defeated at a twelve nah, hour.
0: <laughs> I my we toured the West Coast with um uh, that band you guys just toured with Silver Snakes. Okay. You, you guys went out with them in Koheed recently or yeah. something? How's that? Had you
2: played The Garden before? It was the theater at the Garden. Theater, okay. We never did. It was, it was, it's a weird spot. I mean, that's a I weird. I don't think I've actually ever been in the theater. Dude, like born and raised in New York, never been there. Yeah. And like, you always hear of it and you're like, yeah, yeah. But you're like, oh, I was actually never there. It was, that was a weird spot. The tour was, the tour was, it was interesting. You know, it was just kind of certain things led for it to, you know, again, there's always things coming through. It's like, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we not? Right. So with a possible, you know. Loose plan of a next record or whatever it might have been. It made sense to kind of just do it. and We had an opening. We're like, nah, fuck it. Let's just do it. But everyone has good people. You know? Yeah. Their fans are their fans. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, not yeah. like... Like if you... Again, we're a smaller version of that or whatever. But like when you open up to somebody who's got their own weirdo niche fan base, like... You're just the... Uh, you're the fucking... The shitty appetizer that people are like nah I'm cool and we'll wait till the course comes out you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like granted we had our fans there and hopefully sure. we won some people over but inevitably like in the main course and like I remember like we did some shows with brand new and like their fans you know different but again to them it's like they just sit up front and they're like looking at you like get the fuck off right like move on please and it's just like it's bizarre it's 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 a, it's a u- unique social exchange when you're like up there and you're like, "Dude, should we just get the fuck off?" Like, <laughs> all right. So it was it was unique, but it was fun. Again, silver snakes, cool people, Coley, cool yeah, people, yeah. man. It was, totally. it was cool.
0: Yeah, Claudio just came through here. Actually, the day you, of that show, he came through in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting you bring up brand new because I feel like and brand new like. You guys are so like two bands where I feel like you don't do like the normal anything normal, and it's so like enigmatic, but I feel like people i feel like people love it sort like it works somehow I mean like how much of that is by design, and how much of it is just like this is I
2: think it's none of it's by design for us and as a as a peer or partial coworker with Brano like I don't think it's by design. I think it's, you know, you have a bunch of fucking crazy people. It's, yeah. And speaking of both parties, I'm not talking shit, but like bands are generally comprised of, you know, you have your same characters in each band, but the total sum of the conglomerate is a bunch of crazy people, you know? And then as you get fucking older and like, you're not, you're not like tacked or like, you're not, you're not tapped or teched down to like reality. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just get deeper into crazy zone because like if you were born in space and there was no up or down or feeling heavy <laughs> or not, you can't grasp that concept. So how the fuck are you going to grasp, yo, I got to be somewhere at X time. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. So by design, I wish it was because I'm an anal <laughs> dick. But like, again, I'm just a part of the global conglomerate and just, you know, it, it's- it's a different world. Everybody lives in this a much different space, so it's the way the wind, or magic whenever the shit's ready. yeah, yeah, it happens. It really is very hand to mouth. I'd say it's probably for most bands, or at least these two shitty bands that was you know, we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, not by design. I wish it was.
0: Yeah. do you still do you guys listen to a lot of the same music because I feel like me and Melissa, we really bonded over integrity
1: big time
0: um do you guys listen to like do you guys like listen to hate around the house or anything or like what's like what's it or do you is it just like um, cartoons for your kids or
1: no if we have to share listening st- like he's 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 not he is not trying to like watch lemonade right 48 times in a row i am right and i will um and he can vibe it for a short while, but he's not really trying to do all that. But, but are
0: you, we- like, listening to just, like, Silent Majority all day, or, like...
1: No. <laughs> he said all day. No. Oh, but we do, like...
2: No, it's, like, 90s R&B. Is okay. Is what our household plays.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But every now and again, there'll be, like, a, a random... We'll play a random into another moment, or a shutter to Think moment. The bands that we like in common, we probably shouldn't like in common, like Mariah Carey. Um... He hates everything I like. Never mind.
2: <laughs> no, but she's into like current shit. Okay, like yeah, if I get in a car and it's just modern hip hop, like my brain just
1: like he doesn't know songs like Down in the DM and and like he doesn't know if he doesn't know like Fetty Wap songs. Like, oh. Yeah,
2: me neither. I thought Chance the Rapper was the guy from Chance of Love.
1: Please don't get me started. <laughs>
2: Like she I, just brought it out the other way. I'm like, who the I fuck? The, my dude, stomach the Stallionaires. That, now
1: you just got me here. Aww.
2: Like, I thought it was a dude from the Stallionaires on the, the VH1 may, love show.
1: May he rest in peace.
2: No, that was the other one.
1: The one with the long hair?
2: That Brad was. Michaels? Oh, real. 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 real.
1: There was and Real and
2: Chance. Oh, uh, okay. And they were rappers. So every time I hear this dude Chance to rap, I'm thinking it's the dude from that stupid show. <laughs> yep.
0: Um, yeah. I
2: don't know shit. I don't either.
0: Well, I want to ask you something. I read this. So Melissa, if you follow Melissa on Twitter, she talks a lot about the Kardashians and reality wow, TV. Jonah. No, I mean not, not like that's <laughs> it.
1: Um. Yeah. What do you want to ask? Well, me about? so I just
0: heard about this this Blake Lively thing.
1: Oh, is Oakland, that a real LA phase with an Oakland booty? <laughs> yeah.
0: That thing? Is that appropriating black culture? I just thought I was quoting Listen, a rap song. What's it can, was w- can white people quote it, rap songs.
1: They can, but she's corny. <laughs> like Chloe did it too and it was fucking corny. It's like you don't have an Oakland anything, bitch. <laughs> so it was just a. You know what it is? It's just annoying. I didn't think it required 50,000 think pieces about it. It was just this lady who I don't even know took a picture of her butt, okay, weirdo, and then everybody talked about it. Like I
2: have no That was weirder what to what me. You know what I'm talking about right now?
1: And who even is this lady? I know she matters and she's important, but like I honestly don't know where she's from or-
0: She's from Gossip Girl, I think.
1: Right, but I didn't watch that.
0: I didn't either, but who is this? this? See? Justin. Did-
1: if, if if he doesn't know and he's tapped in and I don't know no, and I'm Gossip stupid Girl? tapped in, you really are it's never going to. It's a show know.
0: that you would probably kill yourself if you had to watch like a marathon of. It's like a it's like a teen like it's kind of old
1: thing. It's old, yeah, and she was on it when, like, the frog was jumping around on the W and the B. Like, it's a long-ass time ago. But she somehow matters still because I think she married somebody important. You know who she married? Oh boy, which you wouldn't know this either. He played the 15-year-old drunk on Nickelodeon's first soap opera, 15, which was my shit. I remember 15.
0: Vanessa is obsessed like- with that show. Wait. Dude,
1: it was my favorite show. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan who Reynolds. played yep. drunk Billy. On 15 on Nickelodeon, ended up marrying the gossip girl lady. So, the gossip girl lady, by way of his relevance, is relevant, I think. Can I say that? Wow, that was super weird because I'm not relevant at all and I'm deciding who is and who is not. But continue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? Like, how do you, like, how do you, like, keep up on all this shit? Because I feel like you have all these kids. Do you, have, do you just, like, outsource them or, like...
1: No! I... Listen, Jonah. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I have a lot of kids. I'm a, I'm a fucking dugger without the... Uh,
2: White Mormon aspect. <laughs>
1: they're actually quiverfuls, but it's all the same shit. whatever. White people. Um, <laughs> you know what it is? I like the collection of information, and I like to be in the know now. So, like, although I do talk a lot about the Kardashians. and don't even watch the show. I, 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 I read the, the to, tabloids. I like, to
0: minimize your personality. And to- Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. But um, I just like <laughs> to... Um, I like to be on top of things. So like I can have a, genu- a, a genuine conversation with someone outside of my role as a mom because if I did not keep up with what's going on in the world around me, my whole life would be breastfeeding, potty right. training, Trader Joe's, my Dyson vacuum cleaner, which is really nice. Thank you. I like it a lot. Um... <laughs> And, you know, I feel like I got to keep my my brains working. So Twitter for me and me reading all the news and keeping it in in, in touch with pop culture and all that stuff is like my Sudoku.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: And Justin doesn't know anything about it. So it's a perfect outlet. Like if he came home and I had to talk to him about what I learned on Twitter today, he would be lost. He doesn't even know what a hashtag is. He doesn't actually he that was cute when you tried to learn how to do hashtags on Instagram. Where they're not really used, but okay.
0: <laughs> like you can use hashtags on Instagram. You can, right? but
1: like he's so late to the game. He's still doing like long phrases in a hashtag that would, no one would ever really search. Like oh, hashtag I fuck you. <laughs> like that's like so <laughs> eight years ago.
0: <laughs> Lol.
1: And his hashtags are completely inappropriate. Like, in fact, let me. I gotta pull one out.
0: I would love to hear one.
1: You don't follow Justin Beck on Instagram? I didn't know Justin was on Instagram. Mm, He's not not really on there, that (laughs) though. But I've had to several times be like, babe, take that down.
2: I just put photos of my children up.
1: (laughs) And sometimes random toilets. No. Yeah. I'll show you a toilet right here. And you put ugly pictures of me up every time. I can't stand it.
0: I I cannot believe that's really your phone case.
1: So this is his... um, he he was on tour and he happened to be in L.A. and he went to the Griddle Cafe, and he hashtagged it the Griddle hashtag Fuck Los Angeles hashtag Fiesta Scramble all day, <laughs> like
2: it's delicious.
0: <laughs> Sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, so his Instagram is fun for that. Yeah, just him trying to use social media is very
0: interesting. What do you, I mean, like? How what do you, how do you feel about social media? Just it's a waste of time,
2: or you just feel old, or like I think it's completely vain if yeah. you're a civilian. If you're a business, then there's uh, validity to it. And again, you're just trying to get a populace of people at one central point. Is ways to narrow it down, and then for the things that are outside of civilian or business like bands which are hybrid of personality and sustainability depending how you look at it again it's kind of like eh, it's corny and it's just like one of those things like do you really need to fucking keep up with it and then you're not having fun or making music or doing whatever your your passion is you weren't about keeping up and keeping up with the counts it's just like because people are people are uh it's, I people think it's are fucking being validated
1: wild. by the numbers.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, and I remember seeing it back in the day with like, you know, like all these businesses come through give the pitches at work. And they're like, hey, you got to do this in the accounts. And it's like, see so many dope acts. Like, again, a like, reference show to think they probably had on Instagram, maybe 800 fucking people. So again, like, right. if someone's going to, in this simple world of, you know, that that represents your accolades or accomplishments, it's like, feel it's an unfair scale. If you're not you know what I'm saying, like it's shorter to think lesser than someone else because they have eight hundred fucking likes like what I'm saying if you could decouple the um the judgment from the tool, I think it would be better, but I guess our society doesn't judge it on that yeah you see kinda... I
1: operate on private social media accounts because I, I i I like to collect information, Twitter is just information collecting. It's not for, like, posturing or, like, So I just started taking selfies only because Snapchat has a good-ass filter. But really, I'm not trying to do all that. I don't want to be...
2: I think it's whack. It's fucking vain. I'm not into that shit.
0: It is weird. Like, I, I talk about this on podcast, too. Like, sometimes I'll, like, take a photo at a show, and it'll be, like, some shitty photo. I'm like, why did I take this? Why am I posting it? And I think there's an element of, like, ego or, like, I'm doing this cool thing. You're not doing it. Check it out. Yeah. And it's like, what's the fucking point? Just be there. Yeah. So again, right. depending. W- but it also helps it. if
1: you just stop doing cool things.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true.
2: Has <laughs> like, that worked for you?
1: Yes, I don't. I <laughs> I rarely use Snapchat because I'm like, oh look, I'm in the kitchen again.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Like social, fucking at like at work, it's like are you, you having a problem with your fucking your files. Put it all like. There's a new app, there's, there's Desk, there's Zen, there's this. And it's like, consolidate them all. You ever know. And it's same with the social. It's like, I feel like every day you wake up and I'm like, oh, I got to catch up with the right. rest of society cause for, for the ever-evolving tech and social aspect. It's just it's too much. Give me a fucking fax well, machine. Well, I think we're also all... <laughs>
0: seriously. I think we're all around the same age. And I feel like I'm at the age now where I'm like... Oh, I don't understand how new stuff works. Like, I feel like I'm my parents now or something. Like,
2: I'm my. But, like, but even with the kids, like, who's actually doing something with this shit? Again, I'm gonna sound like an old fart, but who's doing shit? Dude. I feel like all young people, like.
1: Make stupid money on social media. No, you don't but, understand. It's a real thing. I mean, who cares? We're not doing it and we're old and it doesn't apply to us. But to your point about feeling old and being on social media, I have to stay young. My children are gonna use a cell phone that he might get them one day and be on things. And I need to know what they're doing because I'm going to creep on my children at all times. So I can't have a little girl on Snapchat posting inappropriate shit. I have to to know how to use the tools that my children are going to be using to defeat me. And that's why I stay on it. Not, you know, I'm not out there, you know, gathering followers and likes and shit like that. But I am keeping my mind, again, Sudoku... It's important, Justin. You don't think so, but you're gonna you're gonna be very happy when I know everything that our kids are doing.
0: Okay. Is your screen name still Shorty and Mercy? Do you remember that?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> remember my AOL account? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> well, I had two. You did? I had Shorty and Mercy, and that was the one that I used. You know, like, you know, if you want to chat, yeah, hit me up on AOL. Yeah. Um. But then my secret one that I had, um, so I could be creeping was I hate animals and no one would talk to me because who talks to I hate animals? <laughs> <laughs> so it was perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my god, AOL screen name. How do you remember
0: that? I, I can, this kind of shit I can remember, but like if I have an important meeting today, I'll forget about it.
1: <laughs> you have important meetings too? No, I didn't. This yeah, is a new app
0: you should use to yeah. keep no point. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... I'm bad at that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean like see you'd rather actually create music or art or something than keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool.
2: He's after cool. my day job is concluded though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. 'Cause I guess I I don't know if a lot of people think this but I kind of assume Merch Direct was sort of such a big thing now where you like just have someone that kinda of runs it and like calls you if there's like a problem or something, but you're not like
2: I wish it was that way. Yeah. But again with everything changing, the technology, whether it's on 'cause you know, it's it's a not a unique business because a couple businesses are like this, but where, you know, we're a merchandiser, we're a manufacturer, we're a distribution center. So you know going back to like keeping up with the the new apps or whatever it is like everything's forever changing on a, on a software and on the hardware level so it's like every day you need to kind of reshift and kind of pivot your company and again you've 90 people running around and like it's one thing if we're A and B two people in a room and I hand you something we could go back and forth but when you have a chain of it's something's going down the line of 80 people how do you transmit an idea into a physical product and then multiple variations of that and then you're doing a few hundred a day or a few thousand a day how do you how do you how do you maintain that and then as again as the hardware the machines and everything shifts like when you shift one little small little ingredient, the other ten thousand ingredients shift as well, so it's this constant um fluid. Uh, this is constant fluid change, but with people, you know, I would say like you could bend ideas and you could forward emails all day, but when you got steel, flesh, and bone, it's hard to bend those things. Right. So there's, it's, it's, it's constant evolution. So it's, and yeah, it's just constant evolution and it's a lot of, lot of, a lot of, it's a lot of moving parts. So unfortunately, it's not just kind of lick it, stick it, and walk away from it. Like you, you want to sustain and just kind of cruise. Yeah, you could probably show up once like it could automate, but to constantly evolve, improve upon and and advance and improve, you know, you got to be there because again, sustaining inevitably equals your demise because right. someone else is going to be hungrier and advance past you. And then as you go and like you kind of you're in this you're in your own trap because whether it's the clients, the customers, the employee, you know, there's so many amounts that feed off of it. It goes past your own, hey, let's do something in this room, two people. It's like, eh, let's. if the passion wears out, you're like, I'm cool, let's, let's dissolve. But when so many things connected, like, you know, it, it becomes larger than, you know? And I would say like, it's like, ah, oh, you own your own business, dude. whatever the fuck you want. I'm like, nah, dude, I got to suck my client's dick. I got to suck your dick. I got to suck the employee's dick. I'm sucking a lot of dick. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't own my calendar, you know? What
1: is wrong with him?
2: You don't, No, but, but I'm for real. Like, you're constantly...
1: No, I... Right. Of, of, you, you don't
2: own your calendar. Of and the I, people
1: in this room, I think I would be most qualified to understand what you're saying. I know. Yeah, because I come I don't home see and, him and I, and I go crazy.
2: About- like, even with band shit, you know, everyone's like, oh, you fucking... Like, if I'm like, yo, could we be somewhere and everyone's fucking two hours late and you don't even say shit, they just know that my clock is going, you inconsiderate fuck... And they're saying, You think you're better than us? Why do you move your calendar? And I'm like, I don't own my fucking calendar. You're right. playing video games all day. Please just <laughs> show up on time, please. You know what I'm saying? Are you an on time person? A what? Uh. Are you an on time person? Yeah, that's probably what we bigger about most of us. Yeah, month. dude. I think punctuality is is that's like your foundation. Like that's your cornerstone. Like if you trip up if you trip up on punctuality, like you're saying to your other parties involved, like Fuck you.
1: No, it's it's I'm more being important late than is you. arrogant
2: for it's sure. Arrogant as fuck. You However,
1: know? you're not always on time.
2: No, because you make me late. But the <laughs> other thing is, the w- other
1: thing is, you want to be on time for shit that don't even really matter. No. And that's where I'm it's like, principle. dude. <laughs> but no one cares. No. Except you. If we're going to a leisurely dinner,
2: if with, the other party with, knows, yo, if, if the other party going, knows, but if then if we're I'm going fine to a
1: leisurely it. dinner, and I am responsible for three tiny people and their butts and their hands and their faces. And then getting them in the car, buckled this, that, and the other. And then we get into the restaurant 10 or 15 minutes late. That is fucking heroic.
2: But if the other party is in the parking lot for 25 minutes in them fucking car. They're checking their
1: Instagram. It's fine.
2: As long as it's cleared. That's my only, it's my only. It's, gotta Mike, be transparent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mike mm-hmm. Birbiglia has this one-man show now. It's so funny. But yeah, he has this thing. He's like, he's like on, an on-time person. His wife isn't. And he's like, here's the thing about you not on-time people. We hate you. <laughs> like, and he goes on about it, it's so funny. It's uh, well, it's important.
1: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, I'm gonna be on time to like have my tubes tied. I'm gonna be on time for
0: when it matters.
1: Yeah, but I don't need to be on time to 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 get to the mall. Like, I mean, I was we'll, just hanging
0: out here with Sarah, drinking coffee. You guys could have come. But you got there on time.
1: We got there on time. But that was also me putting it in his calendar. And this because you like to pretend that you're on time. But when you – he gets into this, this merch direct vortex and nothing matters. So I could be at home slaving away on one of my gourmet meals. <laughs> and then I just – he'll be like, oh, I'm on my way. But I, I'll i hear the surroundings. I'm like, no, you're not. That's the, You're not. So what's weird is – what you apply being on time to and its importance, you apply it to everyone but me. What the fuck? Are you, like, a marriage counselor? Like- I don't
0: know. I mean, <laughs> I just asked, are you an on-time person?
1: Yeah, let's move. We're going to get in an argument on the okay. way home.
0: Let's, let's <laughs> I mean, like, how big of a part of your life is... Like I don't want to talk about recording or anything, but like, just how much of a big part of your life is Glassjaw? Because is it like a sporadic thing, or is it like, like
2: concentrated, or do you guys, do you, are you always writing at home, or? I'd say it's, it's sporadic. Yeah. You know, again, when the, when the ingredients and the timing is right, things will happen. And when it's not, again, it, it's not, it's not a um, primary source of, of, of income. And again, it's. You try to keep it quarantined as you know a f- you know an art project and something fun. So <clears throat> it happens like when the timing's right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not hungry, you're not going to eat. If you're not feeling creative, then you're not going to create. Right. I think that's why it's like you know again is it is it by design or is it is it you know it's just kind of fucking random. It's random. You know, and I think a lot of the bands I've always I've always stated it's like when you gotta keep up because that's your main thing like you're doing something in quote creative because you have to not because you want to you know so for me again it's it's completely sporadic when because sometimes I'm like yo let's go and me down like nah I ain't in the mood or vice versa I'm like I'm under a machine and my life is gonna explode can I get back to you so right when the windows and line up that's when that's when we get in so sporadic.
0: Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, like, do you like not having a kind of like
2: not constantly being on the road? Like, I hate the road. Yeah. I think the road's for assholes, <laughs> vagabonds, and motherfuckers <laughs> who just don't have an end goal in life. They just want to live in the moment. Like, fuck sleeping on a bus, fuck sleeping in a van, fuck sleeping in a station wagon. From. Fuck sleeping on a friend's floor, yeah, like fuck not seeing your family, you know, I've always felt that way, and then when you once you have family and whatnot, you're like what who what the, like fuck out of here, you know, and it's just you know if you like doing things and you don't feel like you're wasting your life, you know I always say like when you're on the road twenty three out of the twenty four hours are sitting idle, and it's just like, yo, the fuck, right
1: you were. Snacking your ass off, you were like every time we'd talk while you were yeah, on the road. I had, he's like, I had the most amazing Ethiopian meal. You don't understand, yo, babe. Dope so spot. It seemed like you're yo, right time. by the Agora
2: Theater. This is Ethiopian <laughs> spot. Yeah, <sighs> yo, so good, so good.
1: So he's on the road having great meals, and I seafood.
0: Yeah,
2: shrimp curry. Um,
0: what's your favorite?
2: What's your favorite seafood spot? Well, it's really not seafood. Spot. it's not seafood centric it's okay. finding the restaurant that has the seafood right. you know, it's like there's some good dope Malaysian joints in Queens they got delicious oh. squids okay. delicious shrimps um,
1: he said delicious squids and delicious shrimps <laughs>
2: some Italian <laughs> eateries got delicious delicious squids and shrimps the same I'm a big fan when we're lazy Vincent's okay. in Nassau County ranked, like Carl Place it's a shit. We've going this since it's been three portions for fat, white, gluttonous motherfuckers. Why
1: they gotta be white?
2: Because it's like, what you th- when you think of like fat, white people in a restaurant, that's... Okay. I them don't just grinding on... That.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, you're all race. <laughs> but they're just grinding like... And you're like, I'm taking this for the next two days. Like, I want to portion this out. These motherfuckers are pounding the whole... Like, literally a bowl. Like... Like a Thanksgiving size fucking (laughs) platter that would hold a turkey. That's your pasta, and people put it down. And then there's a couple. You were one of those
1: people. He will portion it out on his little plate. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm going to eat this, and then I'm going to take this to go. And then we'll get home. We'll watch Game of Thrones or whatever we'll do. And then the next thing I know is I hear shit heating up in my microwave, and he. Seafood heating up in my microwave. And then he's eating that, that microwave seafood snack at like. 12 midnight. Yeah. That's so,
0: my move, too. You're it's eating- delicious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, you have a lot of food analogies. You should examine your relationship with food.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, are you guys caught up
2: on Game of Thrones?
1: Duh. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's our thing. You know, our, she, our love she, language is Game of Thrones.
2: She mentioned it the other week, and it's kind of like, yo, know, you know, you're right. Like, she's like, what'd you say? You phrased I said,
1: it. I said, I'm fu- Circular I, plot. Yeah, I said, I need a fucking end game? Like, it's the same shit every time. (laughs) And and, and, and my thing is, like, how many fucking times is Khaleesi gonna have to blow shit all the way the fuck up and remind you she's the mother of dragons before y'all take her seriously? She just keeps going into these tribes of people not taking her seriously. And it's like, y'all didn't hear about the fucking dragons? (laughs) Like, you didn't hear about that shit the first time she fucking said that shit? Yeah. Like, enough already. And then, like...
2: Another crazy, empowered young guy, and then
1: yeah, so they just another replaced,
2: star kid dies, it's like they you know, just we replaced
1: gotta... um Joffrey with this new one,
2: right, Ramsey,
1: yeah, and it's and ramsey's i don't even hate him like I hated Joffrey, I think ramsey's cool he's cool <laughs> like he's his delivery's cool, he's just a dick, and I just like him, I think he's cool, but <laughs> uh, the the last episode ended, I looked over at him, and I was like, babe, we need an end game, like what the fuck right, they went <laughs> How much longer? And also Jon Snow should have come back like different. Like he should have been like a secret zombie or have some kind of other powers. Like he just came back hella regular. He was like, oh shit. Well, he's Uh, the
2: true king. I mean, he's the son, Target. He's technically first cousins with homegirl, the unburnt. Right. But I don't know if he's older than her, but he would have claim to everything. King of the North, king of fucking everything. And technically he could probably Put his ass on the f- unless half breed don't work, he could probably jump in the fire as well. Oh, interesting. That's what I said.
1: I said maybe that motherfucker's fireproof.
2: Interesting, but he's only half half Stark, half right Targaryen with the fucking. But it is? whatever,
1: he left the he left the guard because he realized like, no, because he could already... he
2: died his his contract was technically over.
1: But also, he wants to fuck.
2: Or that I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember, he broke the rules and he felt all bad and shit. So now that that. That part of him is resolved. Whatever. (laughs) Yes, we watch Game of Thrones. We watch Game of Thrones and we watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are the things we can enjoy together. Otherwise, he's not watching anything I'm watching.
0: And you had a show on Oxygen. Oh my God, are you
1: fucking kidding me? This fucking guy. What?
0: (laughs) I've known you for 60 years. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, I did a show. on. Okay, here's the thing though, Jonah. Okay. I have weird anxiety about anything I did on television because I'm fucking weird. I think you'd go on a reality show and, you know, you can go one of two ways. You can have a really great experience or not. And you can capitalize on that experience and, like, stay in your little box and be that and get to levels unknown with your weird reality fame. Or don't. Or you can watch yourself on television and be like, what the fuck? I'm fucking—I'm an actual crazy person. Oh, my God. And then never want to look at it again and never want to do it again. That's how I feel about TV. Uh, the show on Oxygen, it was really cool. Great opportunity, really cool experience. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. That's it. You don't yeah. even know that reference because you don't. Want, you don't social media. See, he doesn't know that. Um...
0: Beautiful gowns. <laughs> oh, Jesus,
1: <laughs> y'all don't really know shit. Aretha Franklin was asked a question about Taylor Swift and her like place of importance in the world of amazing singers, and Aretha Franklin responded. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Like, it was, like, the biggest, shadiest response yeah, it's like ever. when
2: someone asked me about a band, I'm like, great guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. nice guys. <laughs> I don't know if you, you ever hung out with Mike from Silver Snakes, their bass player, but those guys are real big coffee snobs. Yeah, right. I, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what do you think? Of, we're on tour. I was like, what do you think of Starbucks? He's like, nice bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what
1: was the coffee we just got?
0: I can't remember.
1: Blue? Blue, blue Bottle. Yeah. yeah, my friend Jean gave us some.
0: Yeah, it was good. There's one around the corner from here.
1: Oh, it's a real. It's a, oh, yeah, I didn't know it was in a big. San
0: Francisco. There's one, I think here, San Francisco.
1: You didn't know beautiful gowns.
0: Beautiful. God. What is that? A RuPaul thing? No, that no, was like a no meme. Either.
1: Oh. Oh my God! Is that a Ru? Real... It's like I'm not here. It's like you guys are talking. Well, and you guys are friends. <laughs> when really I know Jonah longer than you. <laughs> Well, here, and I'm the one that set this shit up. I'm the one that replied back. I'm the one that coordinated your schedule. So I feel psych- like
0: whenever I have to set up an interview to you, too, I just like, on hey, Melissa." Like we did some weird Warp Tour interview. Did we? Yeah, you told me some for some kind of Warp Tour story. Did you tell me some crazy story about some band like wanted to beat you guys up? Oh, it was Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, that sucked.
1: Wait, I set up the interview.
0: Yeah, you set it up. I was like, "Can I interview Justin for this thing?" And you're like, "Yeah, call him tomorrow <laughs> at one. Here's the okay. number." <laughs> Yeah, that was... Uh, that oh, was... yeah, he
1: doesn't, he doesn't, he's not good at <laughs> calendary stuff, but also he really should not be doing interviews. But the
0: interview is hilarious because you're like, yeah, Pennywise tried to beat us up for something, and you're like, something with a girl, and you're like, and we had just had, like, gay porn all over the walls yeah. of our bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy, uh, Pennywise, and then Rick Thorne, the oh, douchebag yeah, yeah. BMXer, they came on the bus, and, you know, there's a an abbreviated story because it's like an hour-long story, but gets in my face like, you wanna do this New York? You wanna do this? You wanna to try to fuck my wife? And I'm saying to myself, like in my boxes I'm eating mac and cheese and I'm like, motherfucker, you are so stupid. And then the dude what's the big guy in Fletcher. Fletcher's like, cause he kinda kinda headed up the whole charge into our bus. Okay. And he's watching this little fucking monkey rat yell at me. And I think you kinda see him like look around the bus and like kinda pull away from the two dudes yelling. And he looks around and he realizes, yeah, there's like gay dudes hanging all over the windows. And he's like, oh, these are just a bunch of geeks. Like, <laughs> And he's like, all right, guys. Because there was like 30 people still on the bus. And he's like, all right, everybody. Like you saw him having the epiphany. Like these are a bunch of geeks. They ain't trying to fuck nobody's so wife. <laughs> and he's like, everybody off. I'm going to talk to them. And like it was.
1: But why did you have the, the gay porn? I don't understand. Because
2: it was you had funny.
1: Pictures of it.
2: I don't even remember. It was...
1: Y'all's homoerotic shit <laughs> should also be evaluated. Your, your relationship with food and and all bands and their homoerotic shit. You have that big time. I mean, funny humor. It, what's funny? <laughs> it's funny.
2: I
0: mean, do you think, like, not to bring up the Kardashians again, because I'm not... Oh, but But I'm just saying reality TV, that stuff in general. I mean, do you feel like you're so outspoken or invested in it because you that was kind of your life for a small period of time, or no? You know... It's just an escape?
1: No, I, I think that I'm a person that I like that medium. I, you know, I I tried out for the real world as a person that loved the show. If you ask most people that have been on Real World, like, oh, what made you, oh, I actually never watched the show. Uh, Such and such sent me down. Bitch, right. you watch that shit. Shut up. I hate people that lie about that. I fucking loved the show. I watched every single episode. Like, if I... Saw Heather be on the street. I would, I would, I would be very excited and die. Listen to her on Sirius XM in my car, which is why when the subscription runs out, you can't let it run out because I've been listening to Heather B's show. Um, so I like it. Like I'm a person that enjoys the Housewives of whatever, not New York. I can't even hate watch that one. I hate them all. Um, but I, I just like reality shows. And also having been, having done it, and having under, under, and having an understanding that some people don't have, I like to watch it. For that reason, so I'll be like, "Oh, they asked her that shit in post." She knows she didn't see that shit in real time. Right. I can tell, like when they're lying and shit. I like looking out for boom mics. I'm st-
0: the craziest st- part st- though, when we did that interview for my Z, I learned so, like, I didn't know, like, you couldn't listen to music. No, you couldn't. Uh, you were like, whenever we, for copyright infringement, copyright yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're like, whenever we leave the house, we'd have to like call the producers and yeah. being like, we're gonna leave.
1: Yeah, so it's it's not like the most it's not spontaneous like people think it is. But um But when you were But on, our, when I was on it it was real. Like it wasn't like, oh today we're shooting the scene of you doing blah blah blah. It wasn't right. like that. When I was on it I was like um I'm going to get a burrito today and then also after that I'm gonna stop by such and such and grab a such and such and they'd yeah, be like, Okay.
0: I, I kinda tuned out when they started giving them like fake jobs.
1: Oh, I hate like, that you have to do
0: this thing. And then like, someone didn't show up to work. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't show up to work either. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it isn't a real Well, thing. I
1: made the mistake of taking that fake job mad serious. Like, you know how stupid... I, what did I, you guys... What did we you... had a... Um,
2: ice cream shop?
1: Not an ice cream t-shirt shop. T-shirt stand? Not a t-shirt stand. <laughs> Radio station? Stand? No, we had a um, public access show.
2: Oh. So it was oh, some right. meta shit
1: back then. It was like a, 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 a TV show on a TV show. On a TV <laughs> show. On a TV show. And it was so fucking stupid, but I took it so seriously because I was like, yo, man, this could be my shit, bitch. I'm about to be like the next An Barbara Walters off this shit. <laughs> and it, we called it, we called it seven on seven on seven on seven on seven at seven. It's like a stupid ass name. And I, I the most, and I'm going to say, I can, cause I can, the most iconic scene ever of all the real worlds ever. Came from that job, so I can't be mad at it. Which is what? I threw a chair at the black guy David um, because he didn't want to change his intro. Why you gotta be black? Why you gotta be black? I just said I literally had that in my mind as I said it. But he didn't want to do the intro how he wanted to do the intro, and he wanted to instead incorporate himself doing Come On Be My Baby Tonight. I think that was what the fight was about. And Fight Me, that's the most iconic thing that's ever happened on Real World. Thank you.
2: I think the peanut butter. The peanut butter,
1: peanut butter is so is fucking lame. Iconic. That's who cares That's about that? That's all I
2: remember. That was like the last thing.
1: No, there's there's um, throwing the teddy bear in the water. Whatever. Like, what is, I don't deal. even know what that is. The girl with Lyme disease. Oh, then right. there's um.
2: I forgot
0: about that.
1: There's um. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Come on, be my baby tonight is the most iconic. See, I can't even think of other ones. <laughs> Heather be running with the dog and she fell. That was good.
0: Rachel just had a kid. Who? Rachel, who was on, um, she was on, like, a couple of years after you. She was also the one that was into, mm-hmm. like, emo. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, the girl with the spiked hair? Yeah, yeah. Didn't she date Chad or some shit? Who Maybe. She
1: I don't know. All I know is the day that I moved to um, New York. Oh, no,
2: after... she moved to Long Island, right? No,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, the day that I moved to New York... Basically, Justin and I did long distance for like nine months or something, and I was in LA, and he was here, and he was like, "Um, I'm not doing long distance anymore, fuck this. And I was like, what? He's like, I love you, let's do this or don't. I was like, what? He's like, here's the tickets. I was like, what? He's like, ship your shit. I was like, that's it? He's like, yeah, because I can't do long distance anymore. You're going to do this or you're not. I was like, okay. So then I decided I would just do it. But the day that was actual moving day, you picked me up from the airport, and we went straight to Bamboozle.
2: Oh, that was horrible. And it
1: was freezing cold rain. And I remember... I had just come from California. It was in April. I had on flip-flops and like, you know, my my L.A., um, what would now be called Thought. We don't say hoochie. We say Thought now. I had an L.A. like Thought outfit, you know, my I used to have my stomach out and shit. And um, I remember being there and being freezing and it was terrible. And she, Rachel, was at the same bamboozle. And in that world of emo kids and lopsided haircuts and I just, she had eyeliner, that
2: horrible... Spiky blonde trend, like short spiky blonde, and like like what's that like? Ooh, like studded belts, yeah, whatever but we can't that trend talk about was. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's all I'm envision. I can't see the okay. face. I'm just seeing the hair and like the studded belt. She does not. She looks no. She's really pretty. <laughs> right now, she's yeah. really.
1: Pre- Jonah said she looks great now. She does. She's really pretty. She's really pretty. But the point is, at the time that we went to that bamboozle, um, you know, I was still in my real world zone that was only like 2003 or 2004 so and i had just gotten off the show so and and the fame thing the really excruciatingly super famous but broke phase was like five or six years it was a long time of being melissa from the real world every fucking where i went um but when we showed up that bamboozle in that world in that emo world nobody really everybody was like i think the girl from real world's here but they were saying that shit to me. I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. I was like, wait, someone here was also on real world is kind of more famous than me, but not like what the fuck universe is this where at every turn someone tells me I suck. So,
2: Def edit the part when me talking shit on that girl. Yeah, that's fine. I'll edit it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't even know. I don't even know who the fuck she is. But she's like, this fucking dick is talking shit on my shitty hair.
1: Well, you're just going to... I know. That's why I was like, you can't be talking shit about people also because when I was on the real world, I was mad not cute. So I was like, no, no. Whatever. Yeah. No one Splice fucking... Splice
2: that the fuck out. You got it. <laughs> oh, the girl with the that, horrible hair? I, was going- <laughs> I think she would agree with you in fairness. That was such a... But forget her. Yeah. That trend, that look. Oh, God. And then it was like the banana strap fucking like tank top. Like, I just remember that whole era. What about Bank like tram stamps around that time as as someone who does
0: like makes merch, like what is it like for you like when all that like fluorescent stuff or like all over print are you just like whatever sells? who cares? Are you like this shit is so ugly it's gonna pass ah uh, like are you surprised by what
2: especially younger people want to buy I think I'll say we're not culprits of it, A majority right. of like our clients aren't in that or weren't in that niche. I was like all well, these like other merch companies and labels, and like I would I think I discovered it when I watched that Mexico thing when there was riots against El Emo. Do you ever see that shit? No. They were beating the fuck at like that emo trend or what became emo, which is hysterical when you think of the origins of technically what emo was. But when just the hair and like the nine like the nine inch fucking ears and shit. But like you got to look it up. There was a thing, and you don't put it in the view either. But it's okay. fucking hysterical. But if you like, there was like riots. They were beating the shit out of all these emo kids in Mexico. All these punks were beating up the emo kids, and it was just like such an extreme trend. Because again, kind of out of it. it, wasn't fucking torn, right? But back to the why can't that go in? Because I'm just talking in circles. Not, that's
1: everywhere. That's we we go. the
2: premise of this whole podcast. All right. But... Well, the point <laughs> is, if if like that's when I, I started like, discovering like that Mexican? trend exists. And I'm like, wait, everybody's got. <laughs> Eight inch, knee, you know, holes in the ear that neon green and the I T-shirts. I not like the holes in the ears. Yeah, but like that whole shit and the the bands that were doing that whole trend, like again, like I would say, like crazy pizza zombie on a surfboard, right. sucking a unicorn's dick, like
1: that, that actually was, would be a good shirt.
2: But that wasn't <laughs> our. That wasn't our. <laughs> I think the closest thing we made an ironic version for Thursday, and we did like a unicorn with Uh-oh. lasers or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But, like, that's the closest I think we infringe into that world. But that shit was fucking horrible. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. And I say for us, honestly, I say to everybody, every band comes through, I'm just like, yo, dude, it's a fucking, out of our business, you know, we do shit from like Soul Cycle to the NFL to fucking shitty bands that nobody knows about. And out of all, you take that giant cross section, it's like over 85% of it is a t shirt. Over 85% of that is a black t-shirt and over 85% of that is a medium t-shirt. So really? all this other noise that you see is bullshit. And, and I'm wearing a black medium t-shirt right now.
1: That's ex- and uh, That's the thing is, point. I would wear that shit.
2: Yeah. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Like I just had to read back a document to me on the way over here. And I, either I sound genius or a crazy homeless person.
1: And then he asked me, he's like, okay, babe, did you understand anything you just read? I was like, nope. But he's a scientist, so it's fine. Well,
0: also, like, you've <laughs> created, like, a really, like, iconic, recognizable logo that you can spot from a mile away. It's like a lowercase g.
2: Can we
1: please talk about some shit he created? No, I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> getting upset. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing. amazing.
2: Well, I'd say, I don't know if I created I appropriated pre-existing elements. <laughs> and then, and what? I guess.
1: A font? You put two fonts together. That was fucking created it. You created it.
2: Your modesty genius. shit is annoying. <laughs> he's like, he's
1: modest. Like, I wouldn't say that. I'm shitty band. Bitch, of the shit. And you know it. It's fine. <laughs> you're allowed to be that. I'm like, I can't be your biggest cheerleader. It's starting to make me look crazy. <laughs> I do look crazy. Do, do I not look crazy? I'm, think... I'm the biggest glass jaw stan. Yeah. Ever. It's almost embarrassing. I
2: think the bigger <laughs> conversation is that modern day motherfuckers, like, like artists and like, you know, you'll speak to artists, the whole new trend is like your accolades are how quick you could repurpose someone else's shit. Right. Not actually conjure up a, a, an, a an original thought, but like, yeah, I introduced you to that. Like, I like that before you, or I, I found that on the internet before you. It's like, and even, and again, it's going from the fans down to the fucking artists where they're just lazy as shit, you know? And the, prob- the problem now is that the source of the inspiration is too transparent and exposed. Like back in the day, you know, You'd be pulling from abstract little corners of the globe. you had to go
1: on a microfiche to look at some shit.
2: Yeah, now now it's you can just like, pull it
1: up on Tumblr and be like, I like that. I'm doing it one smidge different and then I'm going to make min, dollars. But
2: everybody's even too fucking lazy. They can't even go a couple keystrokes past that to like
1: find well, something Well, no one's going different. to Google page 48. Like, Well, right. actually I do, but. Which is why I know so many things.
2: But it's also easier to
0: catch people with that shit now.
2: That's what yeah, I'm but saying. No, what and what I'm they're saying bold is, with the no shit. But no one gives a shit. Like, right, right. like that whole fat Jew fucking guy from right. like when a couple months ago. Oh, girl, don't shit even get him. me
1: started on his ass. Uh, and again,
2: I don't even know until after the fact. Right. But everyone's like, Ugh. this guy sucks. He's stealing shit. But I'm like, everybody's like.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't make but it But then cool. everybody's
2: cool with it too.
1: I'm not cool with it.
2: <laughs> Whoever, young people. I'm not cool with it at, at all.
1: all. I don't like that shit. I'm not cool with it. Shari.
2: The bar is low. <laughs> bar is low and people are lazy in short. Yeah. That's true.
1: But at the end of the day, Justin, you have to also recognize that when I rep for you and I'm like upset about something because I think someone copied you, it's because I genuinely fuck me being your wife. It's because I genuinely think you're a great, amazing, creative person and the shit is annoying. That that n- no one understands it or sees it or knows it. That's all. Not that I think you deserve to have your name in lights. Fuck you. I'm just saying you're really creative and amazing and talented and then you work, so, you work so well and hard on a thing that you create and then it goes out into the world and, and someone else has given the credit for the thing that you created and I find that fucking annoying. That's all. You could pay me a compliment now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. Beautiful and your gowns. Hair looks beautiful gowns.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was Justin and Melissa Beck. Um, you can follow Melissa. I think her Melissa's Twitter is actually um, private, but you can request to follow her. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know what the criteria is. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, not you know. It's up to her. Yeah, uh, Justin, you can. Uh, I don't think he's really a big social media person, but uh, check out Merch Direct. Order check order out Glassjaw. Shirts. Order some shirts. Check out Glassjaw. They're a super awesome band. Um, I saw them. Music Hall a couple of years ago. Uh, and yeah, still good. Still good. Still good. Maybe <laughs> better. I don't know. Everyone in that band is so good at their instrument, it's kind of like annoying to watch. Uh, but yeah, Justin has this studio. So on they're ha- still good, but still annoying. Still you see? annoying. Yeah. Uh, and if you are disappointed that we didn't really talk about the new Glassjaw record or any of their plans, you shouldn't be disappointed. Because or, this show is called Going Off yeah, Track. Yeah, it's called Going Off Track. And also they're like a notoriously kind of secretive band. So I don't think he's like going to just spill everything on some podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we went way off track on this one. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. And um, yeah, if you want to help us cover our server costs for all our podcasts, you can go to goingofftrack.com, donate a dollar, $2. Um, and you can just tweet at us. You can leave us a good review on iTunes. You can just tell your friends about the podcast, whatever. And we'll be back next week with another super exciting podcast, won't we, Brad? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. See you next week.